Hi, I'm Ed. And I'm Lorraine. And we're the, the Warrens. Warrens. <laughs> That's not true. Did you know? We got you. Ah, you totally thought that because it's April, maybe. You thought we were <laughs> the fools. You the April the fools. We were the famous demonologists. Wrong. We're not because yeah. I'm Gabe. I knew we tricked you. I'm Kat. And we're actually uh, the ghouls next door. So yeah, this is uh, episode 14. And on episode 14, we're going to be talking about haunted houses. Yes, yeah, spooky, spooky houses. <laughs> There's ghosts in here. The, in the houses are possessed. We've done possessed people. Yeah. And now the houses have the bad stuff in them. Ah, we are connecting dots. Mm-hmm. So it's like demons inside of them. Progress. Possibly aliens, but probably not. Maybe aliens. There's There's owls outside, maybe. So Kat and I are going to dig into some haunted spaces. For truths. Some true... True question mark? Stories. We're going to talk about some stories in which people have told that they had been haunted inside of their houses. Yes. And that is in fact a fact. (laughs) That is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to tell you all about it. We're going to tell you why the house is haunted, what kind of haunted, fucked up shit happened, and you know more about it and like why it's not true probably yes air quotes <laughs> lots of them i did those while you didn't see them because this is a podcast yeah, so Kat you don't see my movements that no one looks at us <laughs> so uh so cat and i have talked about haunted stuff so we talked about haunted people in our yes. exorcisms and also in aliens but we've also just talked about our own personal haunted stuff like everyone mm-hmm. knows that i've had several dead people in my room like their ashes in boxes in my room just hanging out with me my whole childhood yeah just because my family was like cool let's put them in there mm-hmm. that made sense but it was totally cool because it didn't scare me instead i like talk to them and i would pray to them and i'd do weird stuff where i'd turn off the lights and then run away and hope that they would just turn them on because that's a normal thing for like a six-year-old to think mm-hmm. yeah, i'm totally. totally okay in that with you brain yep Picking up, yeah, normal. normal. Yeah, did not need therapy. No, Still do not super need normalize therapy. Both of us. Both I of am us. not in need of great and terrible health. Please, somebody. No, I am super okay. <laughs> this is not a cry for help. I do no. not need the authorities. She but that's just like Gabe's hauntings. You can learn more about those more in depth if you are super interested about Gabe being haunted as a child and how that shaped me as a human being you can check that out in episode two ghost stories but we did briefly talk about in episode two about some haunts and cat's grandpa yeah i mean reminiscent of dead bed my grandpa's house was very old and it was creepy and there was people had died there and cat slept in those rooms i slept in the room of my deceased great-grandfather Mm-hmm. My grandpa actually died in the room that I was my room. I mean, not when I stayed there, because that was after. There were dead people in that house. There was a lot of people that died in the house. My grandma actually, my, my grandma, my great grandma actually ran herself over with the family car in our driveway. Mm-hmm. Ran herself over, not ghosts. Yeah, not ghosts. It's actually, no one really knows what happens. They say it was it an was accident. People think it wasn't an accident. No one rightly knows. Um, and then my it was a mafia hit <laughs> maybe i'm just putting on um, my theories yeah thank you i appreciate that 
Uh, my great-grandfather died of a stroke, I believe, in the room that I used to sleep in as a child, because, you know, fun. Stroke, also suffocation by ghosts. Yeah, that too, yeah. Uh, my grandma died in her room in that house. My grandpa died in my room in that house. Fun. Did you die in that house? I mean, I don't know, maybe. But yeah, he used to, like, not... I don't think he liked scary things, because he was never particularly, like, about spooky things, to my knowledge. But he used to love going to old houses and taking pictures and then showing me said pictures and being like, look, ghosts are there. And I mean, I mentioned that already, but Mm -hmm. I just remember it being like a weird thing that he liked to do. And actually after he died, when we were in the house, there's a picture where I'm standing there with my mom and my mom is convinced he's in the picture too, because there's like a flash of orby light over my face. Uh He's like, grandpa's there with us. I'm like, mom, shut up. But like, but like she's like really sincerely about the fact that like that picture is me with ghosts there yeah it's like yeah sure why not we talked about haunted houses yes and we watched some haunted stuff we did so we watched um uh hunting in connecticut and we watched amityville horror yeah so. cat what was that that was fucking weird is someone at the door i don't think so Hold on, let me check it doesn't look like anyone's at the door. No, I don't see humans. Hello? Hello? It sounds, um, it sounds like it's coming from over there, from, like, the basement. Yeah. Fuck that, no. No, no, no. Rem- so remember before when I, I told you that story? I remember. And I was home alone, and I heard that knocking? The same knocking, and it was coming from the basement. It was like that aggressive? Yeah, and then I had to put the rolly thing in front of it. So I feel like we should just like leave that alone. But then what if it just keeps coming back? I feel like we should probably go check it out. No. Yeah. That's no. That's Okay, okay well I'm gonna check it out. And you can either come with me no. or you can stay right in here in this room by yourself alone. How all by your you lonesome. Die? Well, tough, because I'm going to go check it out. Because I'm tired of this. Like, it happens, like, all of the time, legs. especially whenever you're gone. I and I want to know what legs. it is. You so I'm going to go check. Steps. I will break your legs. I'm, che- I'm going to check I'm it break out. Break your legs. I'm checking it out. That's no. it. No. We're going. I will break your legs. Breaking. Just, ta- just take the stuff. You shush your face with the stuff and the thing. Why do you insist on us dying? It's for art. But it's not for comedy. It's not even funny. Well, we don't know yet. Maybe it's funny ghost. I will do anything for comedy, but not this. All right, Kat. So we're just like, Uh we'll just take like a minute just to take a look, okay? okay. All right, so just go down the stairs. It's like Uh, really... Ah! Uh, Hold on. The door just like... It like closed. What the shit? Sorry, everything's falling apart. Well, because there's things slamming. There's... Hold on. Um, <laughs> we're gonna die. Okay, so. Oh my god, we're gonna die. Well, that didn't work. The whole pull, pull the handle. Well, now I think there's a man in our basement. Okay, well. Well, let's just. Okay, we'll just chill down here a minute. You didn't let me bring the knife. I don't. You we'll said just, it was excessive. Yeah, fucking yeah, understand. Yeah. I know, I know. Okay. Jesus Christ. It's gonna be fun. I don't see any murderers. It's very dark. 
Well, oh, the first part is a good noises. sign. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't see anything down here. It's just the usual just spiders, cobwebs, death. Hey, Jeff. Oh, hey, Jeff. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Sorry for had to feed you this morning. Yeah. You don't mail like the cats. So we kind of forget that you're down here, but yeah, still love. Yeah. I mean, things are... You're like a great plant. Staying here forever. That's cool. Yeah, yeah thanks. Love it. Yeah. I mean, it seems... Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I can't say that I know what that is. All right, fucking slamming doors. That could have been a very oh, strong draft. Shit. There's no other things open. Those could be, fucking draft uh, oh my God. the cats Shut making your fucking mouth with your logic. ghost sounds. You know, the cats sometimes. Don't, the cats do know how to open the doors. Are they? <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess it is kind of funny. I don't know if it's all that kind of funny. Okay. So that was a that was a thing that happened. Um, how how are you feeling better? You kind of seemed a little it's so messy up here. Yeah, I mean we're never we're never down here, mm-hmm. so I feel like we should clean it. You feel like we should clean it? Yes. You disgusting. You feel like we should like together? No, we would me. be. I need to clean you. It Cat, are you feeling okay? Oh, I feel like uh, this is a cat. <laughs> um, what? Uh, um, you you recognize it? Susan? Yes. Oh my yeah. god, Susan! Wow, did you get a new body? You look oh, great. So. Yeah, yeah, you I look agree. great. I really love. Hmm. Uh, that you're here. It's been a minute. It's been a while. Yeah, you guys really just let it get. I mean, we just don't come down here. I would say we're both pretty afraid of it, uh, because of the, the knocking and the... You know what? I think he's kind of let himself go. He might be feeling a little hopeless down here. It's going to be a problem with us. He doesn't have a lot of sunlight. Oh, well, um... Kind of feel that way. Okay. You know, sometimes things just really clean and you need to clean them. Yeah. That's just how I feel. Okay. Well, how are you? Uh, you don't usually come down here. Mm-mm. No, I'm doing great. Uh, right now, actually, me and Kat were doing our podcast, actually. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, that's. I, yeah, I don't know if you know what a podcast I is. I don't think you were sense. around. So, you know, like radio. You know radio. Yes. We're on that now, kind of. There's people listening. There will be, uh, hopefully, like my mom. 
So not right now. Not at this time. I'm listening, but it's just me. So I can say swingers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if the lady wants to, she can. All right. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, we're actually doing one on haunted houses, funny enough, that I'm down here in my haunted basement. But I feel like you know about haunted stuff. Well, yeah, because I'm here. Yeah. You're a haunting. Yeah. This is a house. I mean, mm-hmm. do you know, like, I feel like you probably... You know, I couldn't just leave this place behind. I just felt so loved here. Yeah. That's right. You did... Uh, Me and my husband, yeah. You love so much that you died. Yeah. And then also your I husband so murdered much. you. I love so much, Gabe. I love so much. Yeah. I just really did. Yeah. And then... And then there was, like, the minor husband murdered you thing. He definitely brutally murdered me. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't appreciate my cleaning like you do. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, love it when you come around. He didn't like how I wanted it to be clean. That sounded a little ominous. So I'm going to ask for you to elaborate on that a little bit. Well, just, you know, sometimes things just, they don't get clean enough. So our insides, they're not clean either. And our outsides, and we just have to keep cleaning. And he did not appreciate the cleaning. Because, you know, I don't think it made him feel very good. So his insides were unclean is what you're saying? Yeah, no, they were disgusting. All of our humans, uh-huh. humans in general, were Paris, were disgusting. We're okay. just really fucking disgusting. I'm sorry, we're on the radio. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah. Um, but I'm... How does one go about cleaning the insides of a human? As well, disgusting clean, as we are. Like clean powders in the floor. Like with a cleaning solution? Yeah. Inside bleach, the body. Bleach specifically. Bleach in the body. Yeah. In his body. Mine is. Yeah. Bull okay. Are you sure you didn't kill yourself? No, 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 no. I I wasn't clean enough yet for that to happen. And I, I tried to clean us both. We just couldn't ever get <laughs> clean enough. It was just really strange. Okay, I just want to say, I'm going to just put this out here. Because I love you, Susan. I love what you do with the house. Just so you know, Kat and I really love being unclean inside. We're totally cool with that. So just don't. Yeah, I think I learned. I definitely oh, that's I so good. That's such a relief to hear. Oh, my God. I just wanted us to be so happy, so I just kept cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. But he didn't appreciate it, as I said. So then, yeah, I was brutally murdered. Okay. Um, we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love your spirit. Yeah. Um, I super love that you're cool now. Is he here? Yeah. Oh. I like to think so. You would, you would like to think so. Uh-huh. Um, not super yeah, he, excited. Yeah, he definitely at- is. That is We're both here. The evil man in the house. Okay, well. I would love to knock. That's how he would let me know he was coming into the room. He would always knock before uh, he would come in to inspect to see if I could. Oh, right. That's totally normal. That's a normal thing. I can totally. Yeah. You wanted me to be ready, so. I'm going to be a little honest. Mm-hmm. Feeling a little uncomfortable. I think, why don't we do this? Just uh, throwing it out there to get my mind off of how terribly creepy this is and my whole existence in this Are house. Happy? No, love it. I'm so happy. Look, I'm when we're not happy. No, 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 no. Oh no, you know what? So I'm so clean. I'm sparkling. I think oh, that we've we're already clean. We're already clean. Established. Done. Nailed.
perfect. Um, no, I believe you. I believe you. I would just think that, you know, we're on the radio. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, you got inside scoop. You probably know about haunting, right? Yeah, no, I'm a ghost. That's real. Originally, you were from Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, there was a very famous haunting in Connecticut. <sighs> Are you familiar? Are we talking about uh, the Snedeckers? Yes. The family, I... yeah. Alan and Carmen, you know, they moved to with their daughter and their three sons to, you know, Connecticut. Their son had cancer, their oldest one. So they're being treated at the hospital in Connecticut, and the house was located near the hospital, so it was convenient for them and their family because the journeys made them very sick. There were bad things that lived there, so... But why was, what was bad about it? Well, it used to be a funeral home. And, yeah, the mom, the mom, I think, knew. And she tried to hide from the sons. Mm-hmm. But the oldest son, he was very close to death. And I think that's where they really played upon that. And I heard there was a movie. Yes, yes. And they really played upon that. That was a very movie. big part. And he was close to death. So he could see, uh, you know, the other ghosts that were not as nice as me. They didn't like to clean. They didn't like to do anything positive. They were just very upset. What were they upset about? Supposedly. It's okay. Uh, like what? Like what? Um, uh, kind of bad thing. Well, the funeral home was apparently not one of those funeral homes that's above a bar. You know, they didn't always do things the right way. Okay. Um, I think in the movie they they claimed they ripped off their eyelids and wrote things on them that were not very nice uh, in languages I don't know. Honestly, I don't think. I couldn't write anything on my body and it'd be nice if I didn't ask for it. Hey, the carved, specifically. That's even worse. I'm going to go with, Um, yeah. But what I think happened was they were doing unsavory things to the body in an explicit sense, you know. Like, like sex stuff? A lady doesn't talk about such things. But yeah. Like bedroom stuff? Bedroom stuff, To the dead? To To the guys in there? To the no longer alive people. Okay. We prefer to be called no longer alive. No longer alive rights matter, you know? Yeah. That's true. I appreciate, appreciate you saying that. Yes. You know, we don't really hear that enough. Yeah, just trying to be your friend. Uh, just trying to stay on this. <laughs> just trying to stay in your good graces. You're just so clean. Yes. Clean oh, my inside. God. Uh, so I'm much. I'm so happy I chose the phone. There was a funeral home. They tried to, like, play it down so it wasn't as, like, scary. Because kids don't like it. Usually. I hear that, yeah. Yeah. So they were kind of scared, and the mean ghosts were very mean to them. You know, they really just, like, kind of tormented them. The one daughter, oh, my gosh. They they tried to do unsavory things to her and the other ghosts. Um, Revenge? Like, yeah, yeah, it seemed like vengeance because of the unsavory things that were done to them. You know, an eye for an eye, and the whole world goes blind. Ghosts. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's very true. Within the first three hours, the son was very mad yelled out that uh, he thought that they had to leave. There was a man with long black hair all the way down to his hips. And he would talk to the son every day, sometimes would threaten him. Other times he would just stand there and say his name. That is creepy. That is a good reason to leave. You know, it's enough to scare somebody for sure. Mm -hmm. But he told them that the house was evil and that he needed to leave and that they should leave too because it wasn't safe. And they didn't listen because, you know, kids. He's a kid. He's also on lots of medication. Yeah, because you know the cancer. Um, so, you know, they, they diagnosed him with schizophrenia, though, because they, the voices they just got, you know, a lot. Yeah, so they must have thought it wasn't the medication that was probably 
that he just yeah. had yeah, an issue. They thought he had an issue and that it wasn't the medication from the cancer, but they didn't believe it was ghosts. You know, people don't generally jump to ghosts right away. So, the, you know, they sent the son away. Okay. Oh, well then it probably got better then, right? No, it did not get better. It got much, much worse. <laughs> you think, think they leave in situations like that. No, they stayed for two whole years. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. To be time. in a haunt. Yeah, they really went after the niece that was staying there, and there was one night, it was awful. So they said one night, this is uh, the mother's story. Mm -hmm. She said, Aunt Carmen, it's coming, can you feel it? And it was very scary for her because Aunt Carmen was sitting there saying her Bible prayer, mm -hmm. and then this one of the spirits came after the niece, and she could see the hand going up her night skirt towards her chest. And there was nothing they could do about it. And then they, you know, she scooped her up and then they ran downstairs. They contacted the priests, you know, as they needed to do. So the priest actually said, compared to that house, all of the cases that he had been involved with were like dealing with Casper, the friendly ghost. It's so funny. Yeah, hauntings so, are sometimes funny. Sometimes are friendly, sometimes are not, you know. Strangely enough, you know, they stayed there for two years, but both parents claimed sorry, pardon my friend, okay. but raped and sodomized by the demons. For two years. They both claimed that that's something that they experienced. In that house that they don't actually really need to be in. Kind of weird considering, you know, like they were at this house to make the son's commute better. Yeah, and you know, between what happened to their niece and what happened to them, you know, I feel like I would have, I would have been scared out of there. But no, they stayed. But then eventually, you know, they called in experts. Okay. What What is an expert? Like, what constitutes as an expert? Like, um, uh, they were called demonologists. Oh. Or ghost hunters. This is Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. You know. Good friends, know Ed and Lorraine. Yeah, no, they came for a visit. As they do. Yeah, you know, they came to the house. And they claimed that it was infested with demons. Um, they would do that. I knew that. I knew ghosts. But they claim demons. Okay. Ghosts and demons, I guess. Maybe they're similar. I don't know. You know, definition. Yeah. It's all about the semantics. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the accounts of Lorraine is uh, the night the mother and the niece called us, they were really terrified. Her niece was in a small bedroom in the back with the covers on her bed levitating all around her like there was a family around. That was something that she said. Yeah. And then they said while the mother was on the phone with her, the most bizarre events started happening. The rosary beads, you know, as we talked. Mm -hmm. pull from their hand, falling on the floor, scattering. So they went over the next morning with the family's parish priests, and they said even he was scared of the house. Blessings of the house did nothing to calm down this ghost or demons, rather. I, that's unsettling. That's not cool. Yeah. You know, nothing seemed to calm them down. And actually, two priests entered, and they were so scared that they left. It didn't happen until the third priest came that, you know, they kind of reached any progress. So both priests wrote a letter saying that there was an exorcist needed, but that they didn't want to do it because the fear was real. They were scared. The priest didn't want to perform an exorcism. You know, they didn't want to perform the exorcist because uh, there were powerful forces at work. But there was a third one. But he was finally able to rid the house of the evil, you know, once and for all after a three-hour exorcism. That's a long time. I know. But, um, you know, there's lots of skeptics about it. You know, they aren't sure if that's actually what happened. 
So there's actually a book about it, uh, Ray Gordon's 1992 book, In a Dark Place, The Story of the True Haunting. He was hired by Evan Murray Warren, and he said the family stories didn't add up. And to quote him, he said, I found that the accounts of the individual Snedekers didn't quite mesh. They couldn't keep their stories straight. And he went to Ed with this problem, and Ed said, you know, oh, they're crazy. You know, you got some of the story. Just use what works and make the rest up. Just make it up and make it scary. And then, you know, that's what Ed said. That sounds exactly like Ed would say. Yeah. Because he's full of shit. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what I know about the haunting in Connecticut. That is a lot. Thank you so much for that story on our radio show. You're welcome. I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah. When I'm done, I'm just going to clean some more. It's just really gross. Yeah, I am so sorry. Yeah. We got to fix Kat. We got to clean Kat. Oh, you know what? No. Uh, she's super fine being the way that she is. We all know that. We love her for I mean, it. That's how you feel. Uh, so no, say. I'm going to say we don't have to. She's lovely. I love in the ways that count. No. No. Wait, what, what's happening? What are we doing? No. I'm Susan. fucking fine. Su- First off, Susan. Oh, Kat? Let's talk about that. Oh my God, Kat. Oh, you're back. That's uh, so yeah. great. Yeah. Listen. That was weird. Did I miss you? <laughs> you know, this basement is super creepy just by itself, but when you're possessed by a ghost. Weird. Is that what happened? That is exactly what happened, and no I one can tell us otherwise. Weird. You know, I felt really weird, and I didn't quite like it. Did you feel I like you it needed was just, to clean? You know, the flu still. I thought I just blacked out for a little bit because, you know, I'm not feeling good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Would you say you so feel Susan clean? Susan here? Um, no. We're in a basement, Dusty. I don't yeah. feel like there's just spiders on me. Okay. Well, there's not. Well, that's good. I'm so glad you're back. Oh. Susan did tell us a really great story. It's good story. to feel, you know, appreciated. <laughs> yeah. uh, Susan told us this cool story about haunting in Connecticut. You oh, can I also totally, watched that. Yeah, hear about it in the podcast. You can listen yeah, you later. know, necrophilia. Fun. Yes, that happens. Yeah. Poor ghost people. Raped by ghosts. Has she ever just, like, directly talked to you before? I feel like that's a lot. No, this is the first time. <laughs> we should and hopefully move? the last. You know what? Uh, I think I've... I think I you know fix some things i think we're on good terms she doesn't seem to like me much she did want to clean you and she does have a habit of cleaning people from the inside with bleach but i think you're gonna be fine <laughs> oh, dear god i think okay. you're gonna be totally fine we're so good <laughs> so uh yeah we were doing a fucking podcast yeah until that happened did you get to talk at all or was it just her? Was she hogging the show? She did. She. I mean, I did ask her to tell me a story. I thought it'd be kind of cool because she has like an inside scoop and the whole ghost I usually scene. don't hear ghosts saying stuff to you. So I guess it was a big deal. I mean, it was it was new. Uh, I think I did a good job holding myself together. Well, so good. I have a new friend. In between Susan and me interrupting you, though, I feel like maybe you should say some words. I'll let you, you do some stuff. Sure. Yeah. I love saying stuff. <laughs> words of the things to the people so in the a, internet spaces. I made a whole podcast so I could just tell people stuff. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> you have to for an hour. <coughs> All right, go well, ahead, Gabe. So I did some research on the Amityville Horror House. Yeah. It's like one of the most famous um, haunted houses that people know about. Like yeah. when you think haunted house, people think Amityville Horror. They think the creepy house with the eyes looking at them and the the creepy red eyes in the window mm-hmm. and 
Uh, yeah. Murder. But the thing, yes, and murder, which is what's really important about Amityville Horror. And you know, I'm a big murder, you know? Yep. I love true crime. Yep, you do. I love people murdering other people. I don't love the it. Horror tripper. I just triple. love horror triple. Yes, that's yeah. me. And uh, just knowing about that stuff. So there's a, there is a murder uh, that happened in that house. Yeah. It's very important. That's how it started. So people just hear about this haunted house and they're like, oh, your dad gets possessed and then tries to murder you. Yeah. Your stepdad. As, as they do. Stepdads are the worst. So the thing about Amityville Horror is that it, well, one, it wasn't a stepdad. It was a son. Mm-hmm. And it was the DeFeo family. Yes. And the murder took place on November 13th of 1974 at... 3.15 a.m. Because that's when all the bad stuff happens. 3 a.m. We know that. That's the devil's hour. Yeah, I just don't check my clock anymore if I wake up mm-hmm. and it's not light out. Because if it's 3 a.m., like, stuff's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Either aliens, demons, ghosts, God, maybe. Yeah, I accept that as my truth. So, yeah, just avoid the clock. Check my clock. Uh, Amityville is in New York. It's like this tiny, quaint little town. Everyone knows everyone. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Well, it's a word. Yeah. So uh, the DeFeo family, the um, the father of the family, he owned his own automobile mm-hmm. company. And he had just a really unruly, just god-awful child uh, that they called Butch. Did he have a whackable, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man in the front of his dealership? <laughs> I don't know. So Butch was just an awful person. He was really violent to his father and just shitty all around his family um, by the age of 17, he'd already been addicted to LSD uh, and heroin. Jesus. So he was an active heroin user, uh, and he got expelled from school for his violent outbursts. But like, what made him that way is what I'm wondering. Just the way he was. Because his family tried. So here's the thing. His family tried really hard to be good to him. Like, and try to, you know, more or less distract him from his anger. So yeah. they would buy him stuff. They he gave him a. They bought him a brand new boat. Money heals all. You know how that does. It was like a twenty thousand dollar boat, and just like <laughs> ridiculous amount of money, right? And he's still angry. He's still like a like erupting and like uh, lashing money out at his father. Fix emotional neglect. I'm not <laughs> saying that that's what happened. I'm just I'm just also devil's advocating it. He might have had some stuff going on that he did not he feel did. was he had being drug satisfied. I know, but before that. We'll see. Sometimes I think there's he, causes. If I'm being honest, I just think he was shitty inside. So they gave him a lot of stuff to try to like placate his emotions. And there was a there was a time when his father was like, "Okay, I'm gonna trust you. Mm. I need you to transport twenty thousand dollars to our bank." A seventeen year old? No, he was an adult. But oh, okay. When he was seventeen, he got Sorry, kicked I out. To and was addicted to drugs. Clarify my <laughs> yeah. understanding of what responsibility should be at a 17 year old. Okay. Continue. Well, so Adult he's, person, yeah, $20, he's been $20. working for his dad, you know, so he's like, Hey, I'm going to trust you. Take this $20,000, bring it to the bank. That's it. It's mm-hmm. very simple. But Butch was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hire some of my friends. We're going to f- stage a robbery. And then I'm going to take all the $20,000. But here's the thing about Butch. He's fucking stupid because he did that he had the robbery and then the cops came around to ask him normal fucking questions that happen when you're being robbed mm-hmm. and was like hey what happened and he started getting super defensive and like again he's also like super paranoid because of the drugs that he's on and they were like can you come down to the 
to the police station and look at some mugshots of prior people and he just totally flipped out on them and told them to leave and that altercation with the police made his dad then reasonably feel like hey did you steal the twenty thousand dollars and you like you know he you know, came and asked him about it and he totally freaked out on him and threatened his life and this isn't the first time he threatened his father's life previously he actually took out a gun and tried to shoot him but there wasn't any bullets so i know you hate this dude but i feel like maybe the father did something not great to him i, just I feel like we'll never up. know but i'm just saying like i'm just saying that there was a trial and if there's a time dead, for they that can't really say but i'm saying butch could have He's and that would have but that could drugs. have been his defense that's and true. it did not come out yeah that's valid you have the menendez brothers who may or may not have been molested probably not by their father to be honest and they came out with that six years later he could have at any time come out with something like that yeah but instead he said it was demons super fun so let's go on <laughs> to the let's really yeah. get down to the bottom of butch in this fateful night or early morning of november 13th okay Mm -hmm. so using a 35 martin rifle 23 year old ronald j defeo murdered his entire family like even little kids yeah awful part uh while they were sleeping which is what's important here okay yeah he went and he shot each of them in their sleep i feel like some of them probably weren't sleeping though they were all as the, if they woke up from the noises and then they just kind of stayed still to not that's the thing. agitate i don't know this included so his family was his parents and four siblings like all babies. shot dead all of them were asleep on their stomachs right except mm-hmm. for one who was his younger sister I don't know if she was in the closet, but she was not in her bed. She was the one who, like, had probably gotten up after all that, yeah. and he shot her, too. Right? Here's the thing about the story. So, he does this. 3.15 a.m., he shoots everyone. Yeah. Then, he takes a shower, he eats breakfast, he gets stressed, he goes to work. He works. He calls home, pretending that he's wondering where his father is and why his father why hasn't shown Dad? up to work. Oh, hey, Dad. Uh, Remember when just... I shot you? Just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> not me. Not me. Not me. I would never <laughs> watch that. I want to shoot my family. What? Shut up. Um, so he didn't do that. Definitely not. He, But he did call to try to convince people. Yeah. And, um... As you do. When you brutally murder your entire family. I will say the the thing about it is that this took 15 minutes to kill his family just 15 minutes that's really quick mm-hmm. and another is, creepy thing and why it's kind of almost eerie and where you can almost believe this demon thing one the 315 situation but also no one heard these gunshots not yeah. only did obviously the family didn't hear it even though he shot the parents first and these kids are like just like down the hall but no neighbors did and it's not like they're in the middle of nowhere i will say if you use a pillow then there would have been evidence of a pillow being, like, shot. He pretended uh, to not know where his family was, and then he decided that he was super bored around noon. He's like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and so then he left work and then spent the day with friends. Uh, he told everyone, like, for his alibi, 
Like, he just walks up to people and he's like, I just can't get in touch with anyone at home. What is going on? And they're like, hey, Butch, um, how are you? I don't know where my parents are. Okay. (laughs) This is so strange. Do you want to hang out for a few hours and an entire day? And definitely you can tell people where I was all day. And they're like, this is normal. Sure. Um, Yeah, I'm about it. (laughs) Totally. And then uh, about 6 p.m., he called a friend in probably the worst worst impression of a surprised person of who would be surprised upon finding their oh, entire family dead. Yes. Mother. He was like, oh my god, my family, oh, wow, what? My family's murdered. This family that I have been looking for all day. You know, I was with you all day I and I was like, words. where are my parents? Uh, and guess what? They were dead the whole time. That's such a crazy thing and totally not related Bruce to me. Bruce Willis twist. It was not me. Instead, actually, you know who it was? I saw a Hispanic man, probably with a mafia. It was them. And then he called the cops and he said that. These are real things. He I is saw the worst. murdered my whole family. <laughs> the, it wasn't me. The mafia murdered his family. Yeah. It was definitely a Hispanic man because racism. <laughs> um, yes. And here, okay, so here's the fun thing, because this isn't fun enough as it is. Yeah. He, when the police were like, okay, you seem to be really adamant that it was the mafia but we don't really have any evidence to to link your yeah. father with yeah. the mafia like he's not really he's that, that important kind of dude so butch this kind of sells cars and shit yeah so butch was like you know what let me tell you why uh, the mafia is upset so there's a big man there's the you know the main mafia guy fellini okay mm-hmm. the most mafia name you can have they have fellini yeah yeah he wanted Butch's dad dead because Butch's dad said was spreading rumors yeah. and talking trash yeah. about Fellini and said, like his father was threatening him and he was like, oh, you can just come and suck my dick. I don't care about anything you say. You're not powerful. And Fellini was like, great, your whole family's dead. Cool. Yeah. And so he definitely Hands. then c- killed his entire family because of that. Yeah. Like clearly that's a good reason. Yeah. As, as any yeah, this is what so. he told the police yeah this is the those are the things he told the police yeah to explain why his family was murdered but then he changed that up right but not him well here's what eventually happened. you know here's what happened with that because demon his story just fell apart as it does because it had nothing to stand it was on yeah you know the most important do. was that the idea that he hadn't been home yeah. So when they do the autopsies and they're investigating, it's very clear that this family has been dead for more than just like the middle of the day when he had been at work. Because mm-hmm. the idea was that he went to work, everyone was alive at breakfast, and then bam, while he was like, where's everybody? They're not there. Yeah. Because they got murdered right after he left, right? Well, they're like, no, it looks like they definitely were murdered like in the morning, like while everyone was asleep because they're all in pajamas, they're all still in the bed. Like, yeah. you don't, like, it's not you like said they ate breakfast with you. And then went back to bed on Monday or whatever yeah. it is. So when he's approached with this, he says, okay, okay, I was home. And the mafia man came, Fellini, he came, he put a gun to my head, and he walked around and he shot my whole family with me there and this big show, and he made me watch, and I could not tell anyone because he'll kill me too. I don't you're, know why he didn't kill you anyway. Everyone. And why, like, 
You're in the family. You did it. Why are you still alive? You're not that important. You're the worst part of that entire family. Yeah. Butch, what you doing? Well. Soul is soul to the guy. (laughs) Apparently. So very quickly, the police figured out what was going on. And they were like, no, we're locking you up. You're a crazy person. You killed your family. So he tried for the insanity plea. Uh Uh-huh. He tried to say he heard voices that told him to kill his family, um, possibly demons. Uh, but, you know, his psych, the psychologist, they, his team hired, were like, yeah, he's like, maybe he's crazy. Well, the one that the state hired was like, no, he's actually just a sociopath. He has antisocial personality disorder, which makes him incredibly selfish and doesn't care about other people essentially yeah so he did not care when he kills his entire family because they don't mean anything to him because what mattered to him was collecting the insurance policy and his siblings don't get any of it because they were killed by the mafia so he was found guilty on november 21st did not take long on six counts of second degree murder so he was sentenced to six consecutive life sentences That's and sent to Greenhaven Correctional Facility in Beekman, New York. I mean, did they believe the crazy part? Because they made a whole movie about it. So here's the thing. Okay. This is what's important. They did not believe the crazy thing. Yeah. He He's not crazy. <laughs> he's a murderer. Yes. End of story. So they were killed in 1975. Two years later, the house gets bought. Everyone knows there was a murder there. Yeah. That's fact. Two years later? Two years later. I feel like that's quick. I don't know. No? You know, it's got Maybe? I don't know. The Lutz family moves into their house. They allege that they were haunted. Mm -hmm. And this is the story. This is the story that everyone knows. This is the whole thing where, you know, the man starts acting weird. They start seeing things. There's eyes outside the window. Mm -hmm. There's a smell of death. There's flies. There's all these, like, hypotheses as to why. It's actually the following year. It's not till 1977 that they publish the account of what happened to them. So it's literally okay. a year later that the house gets lived in. Mm-hmm. So the Lutzes, uh, George and Kathy, move in with their three children. Uh-huh. And they said that almost immediately that they uh, that they moved into this house, it just became hell for them. Yeah. You know, well, just 28 instantly. days is not long yeah. to live somewhere to immediately feel like, yeah, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, yeah. Moving in a year after murder. That's going to happen. Pretty you know? soon. Yeah. And this story, like their story is what spurred like this entire franchise of horror movies. So you have yeah. the Amityville, which we they're watched. all very similar. Yeah. We watched the old one. We watched the new one, which were the same. But there's also Amityville Creation, Amityville Dollhouse, Amityville No Escape. My Amityville Horror, Amityville The Awakening. I know the two we watched. Yeah, well, and they were the same story. Yeah. The other ones are just like, let's talk about more stuff. It was like, I don't know how you can keep making them. Yeah. (laughs) So um, they thought that there were demons in the house, and it has to be the demons that talk to Butch. Yeah. Because that's real. Same thing. Um, They said that doors would be ripped from hinges uh, and cabinets would slam closed. The children began sleeping on their stomachs, which they didn't do previously, which the family had done and was murdered like that. Everyone woke up at 3.15 a.m., specifically George. Uh, That noxious green ooze would slime from the ceiling. A biblical scale insects attacked the family. So, like, in the film, we saw the flies. Yeah. 
and would just get them. The most memorable thing from like the old movie and then just something that resonates with people is the demonic face in the window with the glowing red eyes. They also said that they saw one day it had snowed and they saw hoof prints prints, like cloven ones like a demon Uh by the window like and then had like walked off they called a priest just like the um snedekers had done uh to bless the house and he was driven back with painful blisters on his hands and he was famously told by a demonic voice to get out get out yeah so like in the movie you hear like the get out and he's like and he runs on (laughs) and he's like white people are possessing black people get out (laughs) hey um and then our lovely friends ed and lorraine visited so if no one knows who ed and lorraine are they're famous demonologists they're all full of shit but they're they're tied to a lot of different stories you have annabelle the conjuring haunting in connecticut pretty much anytime like messed up things were happening happening Ed and Lorraine were there. Yeah, they made their living off of scary shit. Yeah, they were there profiting off of people being scared or manipulating people into being more scared so that they can write books about them. Uh Uh-huh. Wonderful. Great people. Love them. Yep. So, of course, they found their way to this haunted house. Uh Uh-huh. So, during the investigation, Ed says he was physically pushed to the floor while using some religious provocation in the basement. Mm Mm-hmm. We have a basement and it's scary and we're here and it's awful. Uh, Lorraine was also overwhelmed by the sense of a demonic presence and was plagued by her psychic impressions. Because remember, Ed was just a demonologist, but Lorraine had like psychic tendencies. Whenever she touched people in situations, she'd be like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is what's happening. She said that like she could see the DeFeo family's bodies laid along the floor covered in white sheets and had this sense of physically being pushed back. They always brought with them a, a research team who captured an image of a spirit that appeared as a little boy peering from the second floor. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's fucking creepy. <laughs> there was, and then this was something that was referenced in both of the movies, that there is this history, so to speak, uh, that John Ketchum lived there. So it's like yeah. the Ketchum and, what is it? Ketchum, Ketchum kill him. Catch him, kill him. Uh, so John Ketchum was a practicing black magician and had a cottage on the land prior to the construct of the Dutch colonial in 1924. Um, John requested that his remains be buried on that property and they remain there till this day. Cool. Right. So he supposedly, you know, had this black magic, very likely abused Native Americans and did all this kinds of ritual stuff on them. And that's why that place is really uh haunted the shinnecock shinnecock (laughs) (laughs) the shinnecock indians also at one time had an enclosure on this land that was used to house the sick and the mad uh and those in the enclosure were left to die um the warrens believe that the suffering there had left the property with a very negative energy and dark history and that such a negative history was a magnet for demonic spirits in the preternatural what i will say is that, yeah, like, I don't believe the first dude, but that family was super definitely murdered in that house. So if, like, there's going to be spooky things to happen with ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe the second story more than I'd believe the first one. Yeah. Well, okay. So the Warrens believed, like, that these energies in the house 
of this past directly uh, impacted the lives of the Defoe's and the Lutzes. So he's like, yeah. she's saying well, it wasn't I'm not just. Saying, I think the Defoe's that's full of shit. Mm-hmm. The Lutzes, I would more likely believed because the Defoe's were recently murdered in the house that they're living in, you know? Yeah. I feel like that energy is more new and recent, you know? Yeah. Well, making things spooky. Sure. The Lutzes did leave. They weren't able to um, get the spirits out of the house. So they just left. Yeah. Um, the Ed and Lorraine got some of their possessions because that's what they do. They like to get haunted stuff and then put it in their little creepy museum. They did that. But the Let's is just relocated to California because that's what you do. Here's the thing. Here's why the Let's are full of shit. Okay. So there's a lot. There's a lot to debunk here. <laughs> so for so there's a person who's, who researched it and was like, listen, here's why none of this adds up. So, for one, the Lutzes could not have found the demonic hoof print in the snow when they said they did because weather records showed there had not been any snowfall in the area during the time they said so. Huh. You can't have demonic snow prints if there's no snow. Valid. You know? Uh, Even though the book details extensive damage to the home's doors and hardware, the original locks, doorknobs, and hinges were actually untouched. Okay. It's an old house, but everything was intact. So how yeah. are things being thrown off the hinges and broken and destroyed if they're all still there and they're perfectly fine? The ghosts fix them. <laughs> the ghosts fix them. Uh, so the Susan likes to clean. Other ghosts like to clean too. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Uh, both the the ghosts uh, the ghosts both the book and the film on Amityville horror uh-huh. uh, explain that or uh, mention that cops come to the house. But there's no records of that actually cops happened. ever coming. Nickel writes, during the 28-day siege that drove the Lutz family from the house, they never once called the police. And Nickel's yeah, the one who did crazy. this research. There could not have been Native Americans burial ground here, as no Native Americans resided in that area. So, guess what? He did not torture Native Americans because they were not there. And there was not bad, mad Native Americans living in their place. <laughs> Because they weren't there, so they couldn't get tortured. Yeah. So, wrong. Not a Native American burial ground. (laughs) When Ed and Lorraine came, and they moved, so they moved promptly after Ed and Lorraine. Because they were like, this is too messed up, you can't live here. But right after that, Barbara and Jim Cromarty, I'm going to say that's how you say it, moved in, like, immediately after them, and never reported a single problem. They were like, our house is fine. In fact, the most they, the thing they complained about was all the people that flocked to the house yeah. looking for demons. Similar things for haunting the Connecticut house. Exactly. People who live there are just like, can you just like let us fucking live, please? Yeah. There's no ghosts here. You want to check our fucking walls? There's not dead things in there. The movie was a fucking lie. Yeah. Just like the reality was a lie. Probably. Exactly. Because the thing is like, yeah. So you have these people who are like, oh my god, this house is haunted. And then the people who move in after them are like, there's nothing wrong here. The only thing that's wrong is the people who think there's something wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The thing that bothers me about the film and why it's so important is that it came about because Butch's lawyer, uh, William Weber, like met with the Lutzes after they moved in and over a bottle of wine created the story they came along they're like you know what let's say the house was haunted let's make butch's story real then people will believe that he had demons in him 
and then maybe we can get him off on parole. So this whole film, all these stories. Why do they want him out of jail? These things were created. He's a murder person. Because they wanted to, to corroborate that story That's that upsetting. he was possessed by demons. And he's admitted it. Like William uh, Weber, the lawyer, admitted that. That the house was never really haunted and the horrific experiences they had claimed were simply made up because they needed a defense for him. And fun fact, 112 Ocean Ave, a.k.a. the Amityville Horror House, is for sale. We're not moving there. So we should definitely pack up our things nope, and go. No, we're not moving there. Nope. I mean, we survive right now in this basement, so I think we can survive an entire house. Yeah, no hard pass. That's definitely not haunted because it I was a lie. Creepy shit. I'm babe. explaining that it was a lie. I'm just saying you like to go to places that are scary for no reason. It's for reasons. For no reason. I don't. <laughs> for no reasons is true. But for no reason is not true. It's for science. <laughs> it's not science. Well, we watched some stuff. We did. And we watched The Haunting in Connecticut, both the movie and then a paranormal witness episode called uh, The Real Haunting in Connecticut. If you're interested, it's season two, episode seven. Cool. It's a really interesting show, and that one went more in depth. And I enjoyed that more than the movie, actually, a little bit. Yeah, honestly, me too. Uh, When the movie first came out, it was really scary for me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Was it was a date for me. With <laughs> for... all my friends also there because we were like 13. Did you like hold his hand because he got scared? Probably. That's cute. I did not watch it on a date. I watched it when I was home after it had already been out. And I watched it with my mom and my younger sister, Victoria, if you're listening. And she tried to convince us that she wasn't afraid of movies and that yes. she can watch them with us now. big kid big brief of course and we were like okay sure so we were watching and at one point there was a it wasn't even really scary it was just that the music got really loud it yeah. did one of those like done kind of things and so then <laughs> yeah we just like watching it and then my mom looks over and she's like wait where'd victoria go right and, and I'm like, what? And then my sister pops up on the side of the bed. And she always had this blanket that she carried around with her, her manket that she has to have with her for protection purposes. And it was on her head. And she just peeked out from the side of the bed and, like, pushes the blanket up and just peeks through. And she's like, what? What is it? We, <laughs> we had, like, the funniest time. Because it was just like, see, you can't watch these movies. Yeah. But it was so adorable. And we teased her about it for years. And now the entire internet and uh, tease her about it. Yeah. But it was scary at the time, and I really enjoyed the lore because it, it was different in the film than real life in that he is sick, and so then he's closer to the spirits. Yeah. And then... Two dead boys, whatever. Come to. Yeah. But the whole thing was, like, that he came back and he found the bodies and they were in the wall, and then he got... The, the big twist was that he got healthy after that. Yeah. 
like for some reason whereas in reality he did get healthier but then, but then he died back, unfortunately yeah. yeah he did get cancer again i re i i enjoyed it there was like that scene with the that actually happened with shower curtain yeah where it like wraps around her and tries to suffocate some of it her. was similar you know in mm-hmm. the way it happened the mom definitely believed the kid more like immediately kind of than the actual mom did which i thought I thought I enjoyed the little episode about it yeah. better than the movie for that reason because it was more realistic. Like the mom's like crying on film. Yeah, it's like she was just trying to be like kind of a good mom throughout. Yeah, and like she didn't know it was happening. She didn't know like if it was because of because he got diagnosed with schizophrenia. So like if it was because he was schizophrenic or if it was because this was actually happening. And then like she witnessed this other stuff. And it's like she's. She's dealing with a kid who has cancer, and she's just, like, racked with the fact that she has to, you know, help him, and she's helpless, and now he's, like, acting out in these ways, and she can't find out how to help him. So, it was definitely more sympathetic, whereas in the film, it was more just, like, like, let's find the mystery, and then they they find, um, they had the whole thing about the kid doing the seances, and his whole thing, and he's, like, trying to protect them, and they had that twist where they got him out of the house, and it's like, no, no, he's coming back. But in reality, it wasn't that they got rid of this Jonah, this guy. It's more that the kid left. They sent the kid away because they were like, he needs help. He's hurting people. And then it got worse because he wasn't there. And he warned his mom in the thing. He was like, because I'm gone, it's going to get worse. They're going to come after you. Yeah. So. But like what gets, it still bothers me. Like I still feel skeptical just because of, they said that for two years. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Two years. I feel like if. What? If my children slash relatives are being, like, assaulted in a sexual way, especially, mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, nah, we're gone now. Like, but, like the first time, like, the one scene where she's talking about, like, the rosary gets even taken. Like, if I witnessed that, I'd be like, all right, yeah. we either all need to be committed or we all need to go. Yeah. Like, why did they stay? That's, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I understand, like, the financial element. But, like, there's that even that part that says they were, like, the parents... We're both raped and sodomized. Mm-hmm. That's you leave. Yeah, and I mean, especially that's so, like the most traumatizing thing people can go through. You yeah. leave like crazy to me. I just don't. And understand. they were renting. It wasn't like they didn't. They had a house. They had another house that they owned, um, and were paying the mortgage for it that they could go back to. It wasn't like they had nowhere to be. They were just there, and they were there for the son so that he can go to the hospital. Like, but then he was gone, and they were still like, "Yeah, let's just stay here." Pay rent and get raped. What? Yeah, like that's crazy. Unbelievable. And I feel like maybe there's stuff we don't know. Maybe there's other factors at play. But like, it just seems like it that's seems a, a little good off enough to reason me. to like, break. Like, Ed and involved. I feel like there's definitely some sketchy shit mm-hmm. that's going on that They're we just so aren't sketchy. sure about. And that yeah. was like that was 2009, so it was like decent, you know, effects. If you, you I mean, we told you about what. The Haunting in Connecticut was like Susan did. It's based off of the um, Ray Garten book. But he does publicly dismiss him, distance himself from the accuracy of the events he depicted in the book because of that whole conversation with Ed. Yeah. Like even he doesn't believe any of it. Yeah. We also watched an Amityville Horror. We watched the old one from 1979 and the one from 2005 with Ryan Reynolds <sighs> and his beautiful body. Sure which was so much of that movie that's insane. Which is honestly the only reason to watch it. Like, honestly, not to say he's not attractive, yeah. but I've never been like, oh my God, Ryan Reynolds. Like, I've always found him, like, cute. 
like I've always thought he's like cute you know I've always liked him you know he's he's traditionally like everyone's kind of about him I like I get it I'm not like no that's not true but like this movie I was just like oh my god <laughs> just like beard always yeah and just, just never wear shirts yes when I bought it. it was just great well I loved him but that, it was literally the only good thing about that film everything was awful it was rushed it wasn't really scary you know that one was definitely it was more just like aggravating and stressful in that he was just this horrible stepfather and was just being abusive and this mom was like trying to be a good mom and the fact like he did a lot of stuff where i was like i would have left like it was kind of crazy that she was still there and i get that like it's 1979 uh your husband died and now you have three kids and this man agreed to marry you and take care of your kids like that's a big deal if you think about it in the context that it was 28 days that's not a lot of days yeah for he him was to only totally weird flip for, like, out a little weird time. like you know what i mean yeah. like though like that's a very sh- if like that's the time when he started acting weird and kind mm-hmm. of like shitty then, like, that's a very short period. And if you can't last 30 days with a guy you've married and promised forever to. Sure. Just because he acted a little weird but for a few weeks. if you take the film with Ryan Reynolds, it was a quick escalation very of quick, those 28. Yeah. So that was, like, I totally understand, like, holding out things, like, for 28 days and whatever. But he was, like, more or less abusing her kids. And yeah. she, if at the very least, she should have been sticking up for them a little bit more. And she wasn't. She was just like, oh, no, don't do that. But again, it's like, I mean, some women are just submissive like that. And it happens. And they claim it was the house. And as soon as he got out, he's better. But it was like, it was definitely rushed. Really unbelievable. I think the best part of that film is when the daughter's on the roof. That was like the scariest thing. Mommy, hey. And then she's like, I want to go be with daddy. And he's like, you're fucking crazy. But I think the old one definitely was better like significantly so. well because they made it more about the spooky where i guess if we're devil's advocating it if you're saying that none of the haunting stuff is true and he's just crazy he's just a bad stepdad then it's more believable that he would act that way yeah instead of it being like you know because it was less like there are ghosts here a lot of like it's still a thing but he was just kind of shitty in the first one he was just kind of shitty in the newer one, he was, like, in the basement, and he was hearing things, and he was waking up every morning at 3.15, yeah. getting significantly worse. Like, it, to me, was really nailing in that whole, there are demons in this house, that's why he's a bad father, and is, like, abusing these children. Okay, just like, I just wanted to, just like, like, check to see if that's, like, where we were. Yeah. Okay. Like, I definitely think it was, again, just trying to be, like, see, Butch wasn't wrong. Which is, in the old one, he was crazier, too, but even then... It was like... He was so redeemable. Yeah, and and it was subtle, and there were things that you can agree with, and it was clear that he was just under a lot of stress, and they made it that way, where they're like, you just moved into a house that you can't afford, you bought one, which is a big deal, like, they kept emphasizing it was a big deal. You married a woman who has three children that aren't yours, and you have your own business, and, like, that's a lot to deal with, so he's pretty much just, like, having a psychological break. Which yeah. I can believe. It was less yeah, about like demons coming after him. That seemed like it was more in the background. Like that yeah. was happening. But I felt like it was more about the people. And it was more about like not an excuse. Yeah. It was just like understand what was happening to us. Though, But the thing I just could not get you behind. You changed my mind. You changed my perspective. Oh, I'm you. glad. Uh, the thing that really irked me about the old one though was the wife. Yeah. She was awful. 
it was just like why one she always dressed like a child yes she had pigtails she'd have like a flower in her hair there's one where she's literally wearing a schoolgirl uniform yeah like she went in like knee-high socks plaid skirt white but like literally walked out of a japanese school and went to get groceries in her pigtails and she's like oh husband look at me like what why and it's like she was definitely over sexualized they have that whole scene where she it, she's just in like a kimono she has one sock yeah and she's one like in really a kimono long sock and then the other one's not a sock and then she's just like half naked yeah with like yeah where her the thing is just covering her nipples on each side but she's not wearing a bra and it's just tits and she's just super sexual the entire time just like yeah. look have sex with me which is like i guess i understand why he's with her and her three kids because she's just a sex thing she had nothing of substance in the first one, yeah. Yeah. She did, her character, they didn't really let her do anything. Yeah. Whereas in the they other let one, her really play into like being like, ah, me. Yeah. Whereas like 2005, that mother definitely had more. Where she was like, she had a connection to her kids, and she yeah, has she that whole moment mom. with her daughter. She tried, at least. Yeah. Rather. Where she's like, oh, I understand that you want to see daddy, but he's gone now. Yeah. Like we're not gonna see him. He's with the angels. Like we need to move on, and that she cared about her sons, and she cared about George. Yeah. Like she could have killed him at the end, spoilers, but she doesn't. Yeah. And it's this whole thing about like getting him out. And the other one, it was just like, she was dumb. Yeah. She would. They did not give her any credit. Yeah. They just put her like this is a sex thing. Here she is. Put her in children's clothing. Or none at all. And he's angry. <laughs> and that was that was the whole room. But I do think it was better. Even like the haunts were better. And the whole priest yeah. aspect to it where they would come and get sick and then they like it felt more like stress in a haunted house as well, as opposed to Look, there's demons here, and that's why people kill people, which is why I don't like these films, because it's trying to, like, give a reason for why this just drug addict, troubled, like, fuck up, murdered his family for money. He was a sociopath. He did that. It was not demons. Yeah. I'm going to say it was not. Okay. So, it's either shirtless Ryan Reynolds, which is good. (laughs) You mean, uh, shirtless Ryan Reynolds, which is good, which means you like it, or uh, the mafia definitely killed my family. Okay, which is I do not like it. I mean, in terms of the genre in general, mafia probably killed the family, in my opinion. Like haunted houses, you just don't like them. I just think it's overdone. It's overplayed, and I don't like that they're all lies. Like, if you're, I mean, not that. I want those things to be true. But I don't know. It just seems like very overplayed. It's definitely scary. Like when you see it, it's like entertaining. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love shirtless Ryan Reynolds. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, I just think it's overplayed. Yeah. Kind of over it at this point. Like it's scary. Yeah. But I feel like in terms of all the movies we watched, I wished that, they weren't so similar. Like, I literally could just mix them up in my head. Yeah. Like, it seemed kind of lazy that they just keep making very similar movies over and over and over and over and over and over again. But, I mean, what what else could he really do with a haunted house? Like, there's no way to, like, reinvent it. Like, The Conjuring was literally these two movies put together. Yeah. Like, it's de- yeah, it's definitely The Mafia Definitely Killed My Family because... 
<laughs> yeah, like you said, it's just overdone. I think the most interesting ones are when it's not, like, it's a house and it's, like, possessed or whatever. Yeah. But when it gets stuck to you. Yeah, like, like travel. Yeah, no matter where you go, it's now possessing you. Like, the scary, like, the scariest thing is, like, in The Conjuring is when Lorraine said that she saw that there was like ghosts like the there's an energy this black like stuck to them, energy yeah. that was there with them always there that's yeah. the scariest part of that film yeah was this idea that we can't see it but the whole time she was talking to them she could see this other being just like over them all the time like yeah. that would be the scariest thing for me and i feel like should have been the entire movie but it was like and then they had that whole like exorcism in the basement because it like possessed her yeah um but really i think what it is is just that people do really bad things and of course it's you know bad residual energy yeah and like you can't energy just doesn't go away it just takes a different form you know and so it's still there and i think it just people hear about what happened previously or have this connotation about death and murder obviously reasonably so then they have these things that hold on to and then you're more susceptible to thinking that you're being haunted and that there's something to fear. And then people like Ed and Lorraine profit off of that and, like, fuel it. And then they make, you know, movies and books. Yeah, I don't like that they're profiting off of it. I think that's the fucked up part where I'm just like, people are just going to keep doing this. They're not being especially creative. They're not reinventing anything Mm -hmm. great. And I feel like these are people who might have actually believed these things. Like, there's certain, like, I think the Haunting in Connecticut lady believed some of it to an extent based yeah. on, like, the little paranormal whatever thing we watched. Mm-hmm. It seemed like she, like, knew something was going on that, like, wasn't okay. Yeah. And, like, they played upon her feet. Like, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I think the Ed and Lorraine Warren situation is more so what I'm kind of yeah over. Like, I think that people get stressed out and they do experience something. Yeah. And they can't explain it, and so then it becomes we're being haunted. Yeah. Um, Like how I was saying in Haunting in Connecticut, when she's like, her niece came and was like, you know, I don't know what it was, but something's been, like, touching me inappropriately. Yeah. And when the aunt heard that, it wasn't like, oh, my God, there's ghosts. She was like, okay, this is her way of telling me that my son is hurting her. The only way that she thinks she can. Yeah. Because you're not going to come up and be like, your son is touching me inappropriately, yeah. but you can say, like, something is happening to me and I need help. So it just feels like she was right, I think, in at least that first step of trying to explain it away with reality and being like, yeah. my son is suffering from a lot of things. He's on a lot of medication. He hurts. He's probably dealing with, like, his mortality. He's upset. And so he's lashing out at people. Yeah. And he needs help. And so I think that was a more practical way and it was more believable to me than the crap that, like, Amityville did. Like, none of them make any... Like, Amityville is way less believable than Connecticut. I don't like the idea that these people who, like, were generally probably scared and, like, were going through something. Mm Mm-hmm got like their fear played upon and like people are profiting from that and i mean hopefully maybe they're profiting a little bit too if they're you know okay and not dead and what have you yeah well like still it's like kind of shitty well it's just like with the problem i have with exorcisms you know where it's people who have some kind of psychotic break and are being influenced by like this religion or by this belief 
And so they're not getting the help they need. And so they're getting like, you know, exorcisms where now it's your house is sick or whatever. And it could just be your household is sick, you know? And instead of, you know, dealing with it, it's, oh, the house is haunted. We need to leave it. And somehow that's going to fix your problems. And it's not. Haunted houses aren't real. Even this incredibly haunted basement. (laughs) And Susan. Susan. I'm sorry you missed her. Yeah. All right. So I guess that was it. Like in summation, haunted houses probably aren't real. It's just that people feel uncomfortable. Oh, wait. Also, uh, definitely watch the old medieval horror just for kicks and also for the amazing soundtrack since we've talked about music before. Yeah. It was so eerie because it's like uplifting high music. Yeah. Every time something bad happens, you knew it was happening because the same song played and it would be really like it felt whimsical and like kind of like delightful and then all of a sudden there'd be that deep note and the middle of it would like womp (laughs) it was really good it was like la 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 and then it's like womp and then you're like something is happening but it almost like if you took that out and you didn't have like the deep notes um, it would be scary it would, I would think that, like, someone was going to explore, like, Narnia or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just was so weird, and they just was, kept bringing it, was, it up. And so yeah. it was kind of creepy. Yeah. I think it definitely added to that and was the best part of, like, <laughs> that really film. It was honestly... It every time it, the song came on, you'd be like, uh-oh, what's <laughs> up? We're in, for, we're in store for something new. Something, something's going on. So for that film specifically, Ryan Reynolds shirtless... I love it. And then yeah. the other one, Where just Ryan to Reynolds see when he's shirtless. actually shirtless. Yeah. That's a good point. And then Haunting in Canada is a great film, too. Um, to just, I think it definitely was good for the time. Um, but if you've already seen it, like it's it's not a rewatchable film. I yeah, think. it doesn't have much replay value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. Don't get married. They'll eat your kids. Yeah, they'll eat their kids. All right. Okay, bye. 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 Goodbye, everyone. Stay clean. Ah, fuck it, Susan again.